Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Christel. The Shine Bright Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast. I know a couple people <laughs> were asking me like, wait, we didn't get an episode last week. It's bi-weekly now, y'all, and so I can figure out how to make this a full-time thing. <laughs> um, but if you are new around here, welcome. We talk about any and everything here from the Christian perspective. Um, and yeah, first of all, I want to say you guys are showed out last on last week's or two weeks ago's episode you guys shared with so many people I got so many new people listening in so many messages and dms from people saying like yes girl we finally had a conversation about this and how helpful it was so thank you guys for sharing um I also got some new people that rated the podcast and left um comments thank you guys so much I read every single one of those so thank you for those that have rated the podcast If you haven't, please consider, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts, giving us a five-star rating and leaving a review. It truly does help more people find the podcast and helps this space grow. So thank you in advance for rating the podcast. Um, This week, we are kind of piggybacking off of last week's episode, and we're going to talk a little bit about embracing your sexiness as a single. And I'm actually talking to a friend of mine who is a single, and we're going to talk a little bit about shame and just learning to love your body exactly the way that God created it. So let's get into this week's episode. Okay, welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. This week, I have another guest with me who I'm very excited. I'm excited about all my guests, but very excited to continue the conversation a little bit piggybacking off of last week's episode or two weeks ago's episode. um, I talked to a friend, Sabine, about embracing your sexiness as a married woman and kind of transitioning from being single to having sex as a Christian and what that was like. Um, And so this week, I have invited another friend, um, Jenny, on to talk about embracing your sexiness as a single. So Jenny, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to be here because that last podcast was fire. I was like, yes. <laughs> Thank you, girl. Well, yes, I got a lot of great um, responses, great feedback, people sharing the episode, people saying this is something that we totally need to be talking about as Christian women. So I feel like this is like the right time to continue to talk about it from the single perspective. Um So just a little bit of background on why I, well, you know why I invited you onto the podcast, but so my listeners know, we, you and I talked a lot. So last week's episode, I talked about the boudoir photo shoot, which some people were like, wait, what's the name of this photo shoot? Like, what is it? And basically it is a photo shoot that is very sexy, but in a very classy and tasteful way. Like you're not spread eagle like it's Playboy, but you know, you're giving, giving body. You're giving body. Okay. Giving body, giving sensual, giving like Sade's music should be playing in the background. Like the pictures are absolutely beautiful. If you don't follow any like boudoir Instagram pages, like I love them because they're just so classy and very sexy. And you are one of the only single people that I know that has actually done a boudoir photo shoot. 
Really? Yes. The two other people, three people that I know who've done boudoir photo shoots have all done them for their husband or their spouse or, you know, somebody that they're with. And so I wanted to talk to you about that experience and what, number one, what made you do a boudoir photo shoot? And what was that experience like for you kind of embracing your sexiness as a Christian woman? Thank you. First of all, um, it was such an experience and I highly recommend every single woman needs to do it at least once in their lifetime. And because we're talking specifically to our single ladies this time around, I'm just going to challenge for some of y'all to do it without waiting for a man yes, <laughs> to, okay. to show it to. <laughs> so <laughs> my boudoir photo shoot was actually a birthday present to myself. I just turned 30 in February. So I wanted to mm-hmm. celebrate stepping into a new decade. I wanted to celebrate um, walking with a new level of confidence. I wanted to celebrate the journey that I've had in my body and learning to, and capture the moment where I felt completely present and completely um, aware and in love with my body. So that was the purpose of, of my boudoir shoot. And it was, it was just awesome. I love that. So you showed me obviously some of your pictures and they were beautiful. So just inspiring and so tasteful. And you talk about like loving yourself and being completely like just content with where your body is, who God has made you. And I want to talk about that a little bit because I feel like a lot of times as Christian women, there's like we're not taught to embrace sexiness. Like I know one of my friends was listening who was a Christian. She was like, oh my gosh, like just hearing you say the word sexy so many times, like it's just not something that we hear in Christian communities, Christian circles. And I think there's a lot of shame sometimes when it comes to our bodies. We talked about you and I both being women's with a little bit of a curvy figure and how it can feel like that is shamed or demonized or we're looked at like Jezebel's in the church setting if we're not wearing like, clothes that are 10 times too big for us where you know nothing can show I remember I went to Catholic school for high school and one of the rules were for pants like dress down day because we had uniform dress down day they had to be able to your pants had to be loose enough that they could drop a quarter from the top of your pant to the bottom and it would fall through if they were too tight you couldn't wear them if a quarter couldn't go to the bottom they were too tight wow right crazy and I think that rule kind of sticks like in Christian culture in general, like it can't be too tight. It can't be this. Don't show your curb. Don't be a stumbling block. And so I wanted to talk about like, how did you overcome those silent rules that we have in this Christian community about loving and embracing your body? Let's first and foremost, just be honest that a lot of these rules are not silent. Right. <laughs> so let's, let's mm. start with that. And then Fair. the second thing that we, we just need to be also honest about is uh, oftentimes the, the, the people that are charged with the responsibility of holding these standards are not the men, mm. it's the women. And um, I wanna share and just be completely honest and transparent about the journey because I believe that um, my boudoir was just a uh, end result of a work that God's been doing on my heart for the past few years. And as you said, we're curvaceous babes, okay? We're biblical baddies on these here <laughs> streets. 
Um, so I am uh, what you would say a Coca-Cola shaped woman. I have thighs. Wow. I got booty. I got breasts. Okay. <laughs> I'm a whole meal. <laughs> whole Popeye's <laughs> chicken <Sunday>. basket. <laughs> and um, one thing that I, I had to sit with the Lord about is the fact that my, my, my being, my very body wasn't sinful. The way that people and men oftentimes perceived it, that's on them, right? Mm. I have a responsibility to myself as a believer, as a woman of God, to carry and and walk into a certain space with a level of dignity and modesty. And one thing that we don't hold the church accountable to enough is that I can't be a stumbling block to somebody who's stumbling over their own feet. Mm-hmm. Sir, you can't even trip on the block when you can't even walk straight in the first place. Girl, preach on it. Preach. Okay. Let let's let the men do the the heart work of yeah. okay, what's the perversion in your heart before you come for my skirt length? Okay. Okay. We need to like put a pin in that right there because I yes, like I feel like the church does a lot to put the responsibility, like you said, of um, not being a stumbling block. It's all on us. But sir, make sure your blocks aren't stumbling. Like, let's talk about that. Let's make sure your blocks are in order. And yes, I do believe that there is still a level of modesty that us as women of God who love our temple should uphold. Um, but I don't think it should be in fear of, oh my gosh, what if he, you know, looks at me and I cause this man to stumble. And I think the church does not always do a great job um, with sharing that um, dual responsibility. Yes, yes, exactly. Because in all honesty, it's also a disservice to our brothers in Christ. Because what you're saying is they don't have the ability and they don't have the, um, what's the word I'm looking, the perseverance to endure, to guard their own gates, because it's not just women that are called to guard their gates, it's Mm. men as well, right? So I say that because being curvaceous, and I'm talking about, I had a booty and diapers, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I grew up in a very, um, in old church, I'm Haitian, so Caribbean, um, where I would, I could wear a skirt that touched the calf girl. And I would still have someone trying to pull down my skirt. Okay. Because I looked a certain way in the skirt. It's not my fault that I feel the skirt well. (laughs) So, um, what came from that is, I, I ended up having a lot of shame towards my body, a lot of hiding. I also have a history uh, and I, I, I've now reframed it with Holy Spirit. I've endured sexual assault. Mm. And I used to say that those were like chapters and Holy Spirit was like, pause. Those were paragraphs in a chapter. And I mm. said, come, come on, Holy Spirit, I right? and. Yeah. And, and, and when your body is, is invaded, um, when your body has been assaulted and you feel like a power, a level of power and dignity had been taken from you, the only place that you could return to 
to get that back is at the feet of God, right? Mm. And that's what I did. I went to the feet of the Lord and um, I, I asked him what his opinion of me was. And I ask him to give me an understanding of my beauty, of my, of why he created me with all of these shapes and curves. And that was a journey in itself. And when I say my best friend was, one of my best friends was with me during the boudoir shoot, it was, it was an experience that led her to almost tears. Because to know me is to know that I was, I was that girl that hid behind her clothes Mm. because she didn't want to get the attention of, you know, perverted man, Mm, (laughs) right? I was, I was that girl that even to a certain degree, um, ended up having a negative relationship with food because I believed if I was fatter. I would not get a certain amount of attention, right? And God was like, well, I've called you to be a light on Mm. top of the hill. Sis, where are you hiding from? (laughs) (laughs) What you trying to hide? So I say all of that to say um, what what you got to see um, from my boudoir shoot was a work that took a decade. It was an unlearning of shame that was no longer my own. It was releasing a guilt that was never mine to carry. Mm -hmm. It was accepting a love that was infinite in mine. It was understanding a perspective about what it means to be beautiful, to be sexy, um, and also to be a woman of God. And all of that is is defined first and foremost by God and not by society. I'm gonna pause because I could go on. <laughs> no, so one, thank you so much for your transparency and just sharing your story and being such a light. Like I just, I really, every time I talk to you, I just always appreciate your, your transparency and your light, sis. So thank you so much for sharing that. I, I wanna ask because again, like this is a narrative that exists in, in the church culture. Um, around not being a stumbling block and then we as women take up so much ownership of like wanting to hide our bodies and not embracing who who God made us and how God made us and when you and I were talking you said something that stuck with me um, when we were talking offline about this and you were saying that to not embrace your curves or to not love how God like your body is to tell God that he made a mistake you know, like if it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to cover everything up and I'm hiding it. I'm not saying you go again, like you out here just putting it all on a platter, but to feel the, the level of shame, like, oh, I have to hide this. Like, I know that I used to feel that way. And I'm still working through that, like around, like showing my arms, like in church, you always, you, you got a sweater on, you got a, you know, jacket, a shawl or something. And it's like the idea of like, just showing my arms, it's, it's been a, a work in progress. And so my question to you is, to anybody that might be listening to this who is still at a place of struggling with shame, struggling to embrace their bodies the way that God made them, um, not seeing their bodies as something that's wrong, like what would you want to say to that girl? Like how would you want to encourage her to embrace who God made her? Okay, interviewer. Come on, Brianna. <laughs> I was listening to some Oprah show this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so I have two things. <clears throat> so I'm a Bible nerd, right? <laughs> True, but I love me some Jesus. I love me some, some Bible. And I love seeing the original language. Um, Hebrew, Aramaic, or Greek is what the Bible is originally written in. So there is in Psalm 139, there's a scripture that says, um, you are God's workmanship, right? And when you look up the original word for workmanship, it, keep, it can be broken down to God's poem. Mm. There's not a lot of people that could, could just, just bash a good poem. Yeah. Can, can we? When you told like, me that last week when we talked about that, I actually went and looked that up and I was like, wow, God is saying we are his poem. And that was so beautiful. Just like, think about that. Like if you think about your favorite poem and how that makes you feel, God calls us his poem. Listen, uh, okay. And I've always had a love for, for poetry. Actually one of the, one poem that's really shaped my understanding of womanhood was actually Phenomenal Woman by Maya Angelou. Mm. Right. And that woman knew Jesus. Okay. <laughs> she knew Jesus with all that base. <laughs> and um, so it started off releasing shame started off first for me with understanding the original definition in the original plan, because shame oftentimes thrives, grows um, in areas where it's undefined right? There's a lot of identity spots for women that are undefined by, by the word of God. Therefore, we make room for shame to just fester and grow. Mm. So I decided first and foremost to get a, a right um, view of my body. So that's part one, mm -hmm. right? So reframing <laughs> how God's or going back to the word and saying how does God view me so instead of letting the world define me or even church culture define me how does mm -hmm. God define me and going back and saying like he calls me a poem and poems are super dope so I think that means I'm dope <laughs> okay so that's I, that's number one that's number one let's also point out just we'll say one b um <laughs> Eve was butt naked <laughs> in the beginning <laughs> And there was no shame. This is shame true. did not origina originate at our creation. Mm. Um, shame originated I at our downfall. That. Yeah. In our sin. You so, better preach. You better preach. <laughs> okay. So I had to realize that shame wasn't something that I was born with. Mm. Um, or God's it original wasn't design. Or God's original design. It became a thing because of sin. Right. Mm. The second thing is, again, not only am I a Bible nerd, I'm a whole nerd. I take joy in it. I, I revel in it. Okay. Nerds get paid. Um, <laughs> they sure do. Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you're struggling with something, you should study it. So I became intentional in studying what is shame? What is it? Let's, let's put definitions to it. Let's unpack it. And the I'm trying to, oh, there's the book. I have the book. Um, sorry, I make voices when I'm excited. No, so I love it. 
The second thing I did was I studied shame. And uh, one of the best authors to have to that studied and made a career out of studying vulnerability and shame is Dr. Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. And I studied her book. I thought it was just me, but it isn't making the journey from what will people think to I am enough. And I actually mm-hmm. shared this with Brianna. Do you want me to go into it now? Go right or- ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this, are you going to go into your body principles? Yes, girl. Yes. Okay. So yes. So I wanted to talk about that because that was something that you shared with me this week when we were talking about this, that you made principles for your body and how you should view your body. And I love that. And so, yes, I was going to ask you to share, but you are right there already with me, girl, to share what you wrote down. And you were supposed to text text these to me, by the way, but continue. Okay. You guys, if you felt a sudden darkening (laughs) on the podcast, that was just shade. No, it wasn't. It was a reminder. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, share with us your principles. Yeah, so as I shared with the second part, um, studying shame, um, getting language about it was very important for me. And um, I'm going to read. I hope this is okay on your podcast. It's just a snippet. Okay, cool. So this snippet in the book um, by Brene Brown is going to lead into the conversation about my body principles. But uh, one thing that this book says is... Guilt and shame are both emotions of self-evaluation. However, that is where the similarities end. The majority of shame researchers agree that the difference between shame and guilt is best understood as the difference between I am bad, which is shame, and I did something bad, which is guilt. Shame is about who we are. And guilt is about our behaviors. Isn't it dope mm. of Holy Spirit to, he was talking about identity in point number one. And look at Brene Brown coming with, <laughs> with yeah. the revelation in point number two. Right? And then I'm just going to skip to another portion. Um, one thing that she shared in the book is guilt is holding an action or behavior up against our ethics values and beliefs i'm gonna say that one more time because Mm -hmm. it's so just packed guilt is holding an action or behavior up against our ethics values and belief when i read that sentence um it hit me hard and holy spirit shared with me um that i struggle with my relationship with food and my relationship with my body because I didn't have any ethics, values, or beliefs to govern Mm. that area of my life. Therefore, the only thing that I could resort to was saying I am bad, which is shame, instead of saying I did something bad, which is guilt. Mm. So because I did something bad because of their, their issues that has nothing to do with me. Exactly. So it's like, when you're able to, I was able to outside of just therapy, which I know you share a lot on on this here podcast, (laughs) um, outside of therapy, and just spending time with God. One thing that I had to release was I, I could not carry shame about what happened to me in those chapters in those paragraphs, Mm. right? 
because I didn't, I wasn't bad. (laughs) I ended up in a bad situation that didn't make me bad or dirty or any of the words that for too long I carried. So when Holy Spirit said this to me, um, first of all, I was a little bit emotional. Mm. (laughs) Um, But I was also super grateful because it gave me insight. And I wrote for the very first time, core values about my body. And I got it laminated because it just, it just needed to be laminated and shared. And do you want me to share Mm -hmm. things? Okay. So feel free to adopt this for yourself. I'll send, um, I'll send Brianna pictures. I don't know how well it's going to photograph, but friend, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one, the first core value that I have is my body is wonderfully and fearfully made in the image of God. Therefore, no parts of it is wrong or a mistake. Okay, we're going to stop right there because that one is so heavy so heavy and again I feel like it speaks to a lot of us as women like your booty that sits this is not bad is not wrong the you know your girls that are up and perky they're not wrong you got hips like I think and even when I say that right there is a part of me that's like but wait wait is it though like but can it be and I think we have to own our sexiness and not let the world define it um, and not let church culture or whatever define it or make us feel like how God designed us is wrong or bad. So I just wanted to like interject there because I, I know I'm reworking this area in myself now as I learn to embrace my sexiness, as I learn that I do have these curves and that's okay, sis. Like when husband comes, he's going to love them. And that's wonderful. But in the meantime, you're going to love them and you're going to embrace them. I'm on. Okay. Because we are not just created to be objects of somebody's affection, Um, but you are going to love them while you have them. Okay. Because also I (laughs) have, this is a complete side note. I was talking to somebody. I don't even remember. Maybe it was my mom. And my, it's funny because my mom often thinks I am, too modest and my mom is like girl like you could wear the little bodycon dress and sometimes I'm like I don't know and one day she was like you know you're not gonna have this body forever right like it's going to change and I was like who says this right I was like I don't want to be you know that 50 year old woman I was like you know when I was a young whippersnapper my body was a coke bottle but now it's not like we're not gonna have these bodies forever so you know do what you need to do with that information but I'm just saying okay back to your principle. <laughs> Okay, number two, I just wanted to share that, but what what are some of the other ones that you wrote down? Yeah, so <laughs> I'm sorry, you're hilarious. Um, <laughs> point number two, as an image bearer of God, I am valuable and worthy of feeling and looking my best. Mm. And I just want a quick interjection. Um, in church culture, church kingdom, uh, we we highlight the Proverbs 31 woman a lot, right? Mm-hmm. One thing we don't highlight enough is sis was a whole businesswoman who was flat, okay? <laughs> Talk about it. Let's just name it because again, 
quick Bible nerd moment. Um, she was dressed in fine linen, what would be the equivalent of like 60,000 per pound now. Sis was dressed in that. Her husband had the, the um, ear of the men of the marketplace. And y'all know how men are. They don't talk about their girl like that, like brag on, on their girl if she's not fly mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Sis was fly. So whoever needs to hear this, sis, be fly, okay? <laughs> yes, me. I need that. <laughs> uh-huh. be Permission fly. right there. The Proverbs 31 woman was also fly. She wasn't walking around here raggedy. Not, not at all, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Core value number three. Um, I speak and think only whatever is true, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is admirable and lovely about my body and my appearance in and out of season. Mm. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Poor value number four, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, which makes me holy and fitting to be treated with dignity. And then core value number five, my body is strong and mighty, able to sustain me as I live the full number of my days on purpose for purpose. I love that so, so much. And it, it, when you share this with me, it inspired me to write some for myself. And I think anybody that is listening, I don't have them yet. I'm, they're still in draft, so I'm going to have to circle back and let y'all know. But <laughs> I think for anybody that is listening and maybe struggling with, okay, how do I embrace myself as God has made me? Number one, it sounds like go to the word and identify who he says we are and what he says about us and make sure that that is the guiding principles or the guiding voice that you're hearing not the voice of shame from our church mothers or from popular Christian culture like make sure that it's God's voice and what he says about us and again I'm in the process of doing this and reframing myself and then two writing out some things to kind of affirm yourself like I was talking to a friend um after the podcast another friend who is single and we have both challenged each other to start buying lingerie for ourselves and just to walk around the house and feel dope and like embrace ourselves and our sexiness and so she's my accountability partner with this and I have bought a couple of pieces and I was just sharing her like how I was feeling walking in lingerie and being like wow like am I allowed to do this and she was saying like she's still working her way up to it because it's like she's working past um you know the idea that this is dirty and that this is bad and it's like listen okay God made me a stallion I can't do nothing about that he did so we gonna appreciate this while it's here and so I think it's just really important to write your affirmations about your body big yourself up like the world does not own sexiness like we've let them the church has let the world own sexiness and it's not often a word that we use in our Christian circles but no more that does not have to be the case it doesn't because let's start off first with who created sex it wasn't the devil. Okay. <laughs> no, he didn't. It, what was it? Was it Trey Songs? I was like, make me think that I invented sex. No, oh. sir, you did not. It was, <laughs> that was Trey Songs. <laughs> yes. Um, 
and there's a whole book of songs of solomon like y'all I haven't fully been able to go into Songs of Solomon because this single season is real. Um, okay, same. Not even <laughs> I. I have not been because, through that yeah, book yet. The Songs of Solomon is a sensual book mm-hmm. and it's in the Bible. So um, I think one thing that a lot of Christian women have to overcome because you realize, um, I had to realize that me learning to walk and embrace my sensuality um, was, wasn't only a freedom for me, but it was freedom for any woman attached to me. Mm. Mm. Because I, I ended up doing a boudoir reveal. Um, listen, I'm a birthday person. So when I said to, to my community, I was like, y'all, I'm about to do a boudoir shoot. Everyone was like, what is that? What are you going to do? <laughs> what? And I was like, and, and usually someone there uh, as a single woman, usually the thought is like, wait, you know, aren't you going to do that for your husband? I was mm-hmm. like, don't you want to wait? Don't you want to wait? I was like, um, I could book another one for the hubby in the future. But for, for here right now, let's God forbid, not God forbid, because they are uh, uh, the gift of singleness. Let's say that you never get married. You're telling God me forbid. that you're <laughs> that is not my gift, Lord. God forbid. It's not her gift. But continue. Um, are you gonna wait for special moments mm-hmm. to honor and walk in confidence in in your body for mm-hmm. someone that may not be promised to you? Mm-hmm. God forbid. I mean, you listen, know, I I understand. It, it he does call some people to that. Um, but yeah, like that. So that was my same thought too. Like when I was like, I think I want to do this. And it was like, do it. Do I have to wait for a man? And the answer is no, like, no. And I am going to do it. Um, and can we talk about the thing that I, I told you? Yes. We're going to talk about it, but I do want to say that. So really quick, you saying that, um, you embracing that, like, was attached to women, like freed the people that were attached to you. It's very true because you doing that, like you, it's funny because Sabine told me about you in the, uh, the chat room that we were in the clubhouse room. And she was like, yeah, I have a friend that did it. And I was like, wait, who? And it was you. And so I was like, oh my goodness. Like, and I didn't even realize that I knew you, like obviously the connection there, but I think that I love that you said that. And I think it is very true that you embracing that are is freeing other people and hopefully this podcast will free people that are listening and it'll be a ripple effect um so I want to just thank you for your boldness in that um and being a trailblazer there and lastly so yes you did leave me with a gem and y'all we basically did this podcast episode on Saturday and then I was like wait okay we just had this great conversation (laughs) let's record it so that's why I keep referring back to our conversation but you did drop an amazing gem on me when I was like okay well, I'm going to wait until I get my body ready. Like, uh, give me a couple months. Cause you know, girls been a little bloated and got the co- uh, quarantine 15 and you dropped me with such a great gem. I hope you remember it. Do you remember it? Oh, verbatim. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> okay. Well, um, but yeah. I do remember the, the, the word of encouragement to my dear sis, Okay, which is, <laughs> um, don't wait don't wait for whatever you're defining as the ideal photograph ready body. Mm -hmm. You are great right now. You are 
beautiful right now, right? And don't wait until, because until is not promised to you. Like you are fly right now. I took, and I think you are worthy right now. You are enough right now. And I, you saw, you saw my picture friend. What did you think of them? They were beautiful. They were very tasteful. They were super sexy, exuded confidence. And it made me so excited to be able to do my shoot. Right. And on that day, sis was bloated. (laughs) Sis is currently not at her ideal weight, weight, um, goal right and sis had to honor the body that has carried her through the first 30 years of life and I chose in that moment to honor um the Jenny that was present on February 10th instead of waiting for whatever Jenny that I will have down the road Mm -hmm. because again you could always book another shoot right but you can't always way to celebrate who you are right now yeah yeah so I'm challenging you to bring all of who you are currently which is stunning by the way okay to a boudoir near you (laughs) (laughs) thank you friend I definitely will um and yeah I think that's a great place for us to put a pin in I think in general, so we're, I I feel like we're all over the place, but in really good ways and we're dropping so many gems, but when it comes to body shaming in general, whether it's the church body shaming us for being too sexy or whether it's body shaming for, um, what, you know, if you put on weight, I know a lot of times in the black community, the aunties will be like, Oh, you look a little thick, your face looking a little fuller. And it's like, okay, one ma'am didn't ask. We didn't talk about how full your face is looking. (laughs) Did we (laughs) Two, I don't need that. But you saying that, and I think that that is a beautiful piece for us to take away is like, honor your body exactly where you are and thank it for it getting you where you were. Um, I know I just did a rebrand photo shoot at the beginning of March and I wore this like crop top shirt, which was a big deal for me. Like I don't show skin. So the fact that like I was showing a little bit of belly button was like, whoa, and I remember when I was in the store deciding if I was going to buy it. And I was like, girl, you know, you don't put on 10 to 15 pounds during this quarantine. Like is now, now is the time you want to debut the stomach, not, you know, last year when it was flat. And I was like, yeah, we are, because guess what? This body got me through the pandemic's not over, but this whole pan pizza, panorama, Panera (laughs) bread, like it got me through all of that. And so sis is worthy, not just when she's, at her ideal weight, like my body is beautiful and worthy to be celebrated and loved at whatever stage I'm in that. And that goes for and and photographed. Yes, absolutely. And so you saying that was another reminder, like, all right, girl, we're going to book this boudoir photo shoot flaws and all, and it's going to be fabulous. So to anybody that's listening, that's like, okay, I'm gonna do it. But once I, nope, Jenny said, we got to book it bloated and all flaws and all and her pictures came out absolutely beautiful and so and it's more about the experience of just like when I put my lingerie on and walk around the house do I have flaws absolutely but 
am I still walking around this house dancing and celebrating like girl you are bad and it just it really does something for your confidence for your self-esteem the way that you see yourself and so when a man comes along one day lord willing it's not going to be some like wow you're beautiful and like I'll be surprised to hear that I'll be like yes sir I know I've been over here loving all my all this beautifulness (laughs) and sexiness you know for however many years so thank you for finally showing up (laughs) but yeah that's just like a gem that I want to leave with people and I guess one, I want to thank you so much for for sharing and for your transparency and anything else that you want to leave with the people. I feel like you dropped a lot of gems here, but anything for anyone that is on the fence about doing their boudoir photo shoot is struggling with embracing sexuality. Anything that you want to leave with us? Oh, I, I just thought of two things. One, <clears throat> stop trying to be perfect for imperfect people. Mm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Um, and it's the truth like a perfect god already thinks you're beautiful imperfect people their opinions don't matter sis your face (laughs) a perfect god already thinks that you're beautiful wow his opinion is the only one that matters it it does and um the last thing that I'll say is um, my roles, because I got them, you know, uh, <laughs> reminded a sister to love herself because she was able to see the beauty in my pictures. And I had, and she, she said to me, she said, and I have those same roles and I used to hate them and, you know, like look in the mirror and, and just, because when I, Brianna saw that picture, that picture is fire, okay? It is fire. It is like a back photo with her hands up, very sensual. It's a beautiful photo. Right? And my back hat, you can see my little love rolls. And um, that picture is not going to be on the gram because, you know, that's for me, myself, <laughs> and I, <laughs> and sisters. But um, your flaws, loving your flaws reminds another sister that there's beauty in hers Mm. so I love love that that. and silently gives other people permission to accept theirs as well Jenny thank you so much for being on the podcast um let people know where they can find you because whole backstory we met at a business conference earlier this year (laughs) earlier this year um, and just happened to connect as people originally from Massachusetts. So shout out to Beantown um, as Christians (laughs) and as business people as well and personal finance as well. So let people know where they can find you. Sure. So funny enough, not funny enough. um, I am a money coach. So if you guys want to follow, you can follow me in two places. My personal page, which is Jenny C. Jaffard. So last name, G-E-F-F-R-A-R-D. But the best place to follow me for money, coaching, personal finance is my business page at surplus, S-U-R-P-L-U-S, financial. 
spell that financial girl (laughs) (laughs) and I'll make sure to have that in my show notes and so you guys know that I've transitioned away from doing personal finance things I've had a couple people hit me up like hey do you do budgeting do you do credit repair do you do this and that and I'm like nope not anymore and Jenny is who I refer them to so if you are somebody that is listening and has come to my community originally for finance stuff and you're like wait sis but you don't transition to confidence Yes, I have. However, if you're looking for a money coach, Jenny is there. So feel free to follow her on the socials. Jenny, again, thank you so much for being with us. And thank you for the gems that you dropped.